Not everybody is on board with expansion news. I'll tell you who and what I think of them. Plus, it's August and we still have transfer portal news. Unbelievable. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every potential new hire could feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Lockdown College. Terms and conditions apply. Well, one Michigan regent voiced his displeasure about expansion in the Big Ten. We'll check in with the Golden Gophers camp today as well, plus our Tuesday tweets. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, so University of Michigan. Regent Jordan Acker is his name. He ripped expansion, tweeted out a whole manifesto, actually, went through it. I'm going to share with you what he said. Then I'm going to go back through it and tell you what I think about what he said. First of all, in case you don't know, maybe you don't, most of you do, a regent is a part of an independent governing body which oversees the administration of education at a state's public college or university. So this guy's got some pull. He started off by saying, look, I've been holding my tongue with all this expansion talk and everything that's going on with college athletics, transfer portals, NIL. He said, it's time to speak. He said, um, I've got respect for my school president here at Michigan and Ward Manuel. Started off with that. Ward's the athletic director. Didn't want to offend anybody important before he tore into everybody. Uh, he also welcomed Oregon and Washington to the Big Ten. Very nice of him. But he says this has zero to do with the caliber of schools and the academia enhancement and the impact on athletes and tradition and rivalry. He said this is all about TV dollars, and he calls it indefensible on any other grounds. We'll revisit that in a minute. He went on to point out how it takes less time for Michigan student athletes to get on an airplane in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and fly across the pond to London than it will take them now to fly to Eugene, Oregon, to take on the Oregon Ducks in a Big Ten game. Also, he said uh, we should add uh, – he made up a fake university in London. We can make uh, XYZ University in London part of the Big Ten. Why not? Pick up another TV window with the time change and everything. Then he said in parentheses, let's not give him any ideas. Hey, the NFL is already trying to do that. I don't know if the Big Ten is there going to have a team in London or anything like that. This is where he continued, quote, this is where I find the NCAA and its behavior so wildly offensive. If this alleged oversight body, which claims it is high and muddy every time it runs to Congress demanding action, and really cared about the student-athletes, they'd get this nonsense under control, quote-unquote. 
He went on to say, instead, they, the NCAA, run around finding minor violations while ignoring the very real impact that a weekend competition in Seattle would have on student-athletes with classes in College Park, unquote. We'll revisit that as well. Some interesting points, no doubt. He called the NCAA, and this is my favorite, he called them mall cops that are in way over their heads. And they just sit around policing minor violations while 115-year-old conferences are just blown up. He said the college leaders in the Big Ten and SEC and ACC talk about NIL and transfer portals being the biggest threats to college athletics. And then they go and transfer portal to Pac-12 on a larger scale and just pilfer them and did all that in just one week. The hypocrisy of caring about the student-athletes while crying to Congress just shakes his head. He went on and on. All right. He does make some good points. He started off a little shaky, but he, he hit it pretty hard. In the end. I'm going to tell you what I think about it. First of all, back to the beginning. Um, uh, it talks about the, the, the has nothing to do with academia and improving the schools and the impact of student athletes, tradition, rivalry, what have you. It's all about TV dollars. And he calls it indefensible. Look, He's right about everything right there. I mean, I don't know if he's just late to the party or what. He says he's been holding his tongue for some time. Nobody's arguing that point. This is clearly about TV dollars. It absolutely is. always has been. And this has been obvious for a long time. Billions of dollars have been spent for broadcast rights to the NCAA Final Four. Uh, the Texas Longhorns tried to have their own network for a decade, and that caused also, in fact, that really accelerated all this among everybody. But they got the TV money going with the Longhorn Network. Now networks, they just try to outbid each other for broadcast rights and, and content. And, of course, with all the conferences, they have the main conferences, the big conferences, the Big Ten Conference, the uh, ACC, the SEC, Pac-12. They all had their own TV networks as well. It has grown. And, again, a lot of that got started with the Texas Longhorns network back in the day. But he's not wrong. Yeah, duh. It's about TV money. That's what makes the whole world go round in sports. The fact that he said it takes Michigan athletes a shorter distance to go fly to London than it is to Eugene, Oregon. We did that on our podcast yesterday. He's absolutely right about that. Broke it all down. And if you missed it, go back and check it out on Lockdown Big Ten. It's up there. But the USC Trojans, for their just football, for their road games, will travel 16,000 miles round trip next year. Meanwhile, Purdue, for its road games, will travel a total of 2,700. They're in the middle of the country. Shorter trips. Very easy. All that is a fact. There's no getting around it. Um, meanwhile, the... Um, he, he, the part where he goes in on the NCA, though, is interesting. And this is where I find a lot of common ground with him. He talked about how they're, they're weak and, um, you know, they go run into Congress, help us out, help us out. Look, Mark Emmert, the, uh, the, the president of the NCA, was a weak president. No leadership. Always had his hands in the air. Didn't know if the conferences had control, the school presidents had control, the ADs had control. He wouldn't jump in and overrule everything and put try, or at least put a plan together that bring people to the table and come together and come up with a plan. Anytime, and I said this before, anytime you go say, hey, Congress, why don't you make some laws to help us out? That's a bad business model. They're going to they're gonna tie your hands in ways you're not going to want. You got to be careful what you wish for. 
under those particular situations. But they wanted Congress to try and figure out name, image, and likeness. Different states, different schools have different rules. The transfer portal it is just absolutely out of control. Oh, I did love it how he called the NCAA mall cops in over their heads. You know, policing minor ticky-tack violations. Meanwhile, a whole conference that's been around for 115 years just died. Uh, he's a thousand percent right on that. I mean, they sit here and they spend all their time trying to nail Jim Harbaugh for four games for selling a couple hamburgers or maybe even a, a greater offense. A better example would be Tennessee who are ha literally handing out ca uh, bags of cash. They had to forfeit their wins. They're running around with that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, the world is burning around them and it's been a big problem for a long time. There are, there is hypocrisy there. There are many people that, that feel the same way as this Michigan regent. A lot of people will agree with Jordan Acker on a lot of this stuff. You know, and a common word I heard people over the weekend, whether it was James Franklin at Penn State, uh, the head coach at Cal, I heard, the, I heard Nick Saban even talking about it. They all used the same word when they were asked about, hey, what do you think about all this expansion talk and these teams moving around? And they all said sad. Every one of them, to a man, used the word sad in their uh, description. Now, I think if you're on the receiving end, like I think it's a pretty exciting time for the Big Ten right now, to be honest with you. But if I were on the other side, if I were in the Pac-12, I'd be, I'd be crushed. I'd be crushed. If I'm in the ACC right now and schools are talking about wanting to leave because of bad TV, I'd, I'd be concerned. I'd be very concerned. But, you know, some are always going to despise Conference expansion, some are going to embrace it. But, you know, I'd like to know what you think. Uh, comments are welcome. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10. Also, uh, feel free to hit me on a comment. Got a lot of comments over the weekend on YouTube. Been trying to go through as many as I can and answer them all. But uh, it is the way of the world. You got to embrace it. It's the future. It's happening. It's not going to stop. Coming up next, we're going to check in on the Minnesota Golden Gophers and some transfer portal news for the Ohio State Buckeyes. All that coming up right here on Lockdown Big Ten. Whether you're transferring teams in and out of conferences or maybe transferring employees in and out of a small business, you need to hire people. You need LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's very easy because it's always it's like, oh my gosh, somebody just quit. I got to replace them in the next two weeks. I got to go find somebody. It's easy. Go to LinkedIn Jobs and uh, you create your job description. Add the job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Everybody will know. Simple tools are there like screening questions. It makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you're not wasting your time. You can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. It's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. 
So let's take a look at the Minnesota Golden Gophers quick. I'm going to pop in uh, each day on the podcast at various teams and how they're doing at camps. If something strikes me and uh, we'll get any news out uh, right up to the time we get to our first game of the season at the end of the month. Today, I want to take a quick look at Minnesota. You know, the Big Ten Network's going around from team to team, too. A lot of great ways to uh, check out some of your favorite players and coaches. And in fact, they did talk to P.J. Fleck, the head coach, and I got him up on screen here on the video. You know, he's got the, the, the fourth best win percentage in the Big Ten in the last four years. Did you realize that? It's Michigan, Ohio State, Iowa, and then Minnesota. Plus, P.J. Fleck has won nine or more games three of the last four years. A couple of nine-win seasons, and then four years ago, an 11-win season. And it's the first time they've had consecutive nine-win seasons since 1900 and 1905. They open up the season against Nebraska, and that's Matt Rule, new coach, new system, and he said, uh, Flex said something interesting. He says it's like practicing against ghosts. Doesn't really have a lot of, you know, doesn't have any film on a Matt Rule-led Nebraska team. They have the players that were there last year. They've got film on when Matt Rule was at, uh, at Baylor, so a little bit of something about his style, but. I thought that was a good line, practicing versus ghosts, getting ready for that first game. You know, Minnesota only has two returning offensive linemen, but they got 21 offensive linemen in camp battling it out right now. And that is, uh, that is tremendous. Their quarterback, Ethan uh, Kaliak-Manis, three touchdowns, four interceptions last year. He's got to step in because Tanner Morgan is now gone in the NFL. And Ethan talked about what Tanner Morgan helped him the most with, and they weren't football things. I thought it was interesting. He walks around. He's got a golden cross hanging on. He says, look, uh, Tanner really helped me with my faith uh, during some really dark times in my life. And he also helped him uh, become a leader. If you, if you have ever seen Ethan speak, this is probably the most quiet, unassuming, and shy personality you will ever see as a starting quarterback at a major university anywhere in the country, just a, just a quiet, soft-spoken kid. So he's really uh, coming out, working on his leadership. Uh, Cody Lindbergh, linebacker, he comes back to a defense this year that only gave up 13.8 points per game, not even two touchdowns per game last year. That was fourth best in FBS last year. And did you know that the Minnesota defense took less snaps than anybody in the Big Ten Anyway, they were they were on the field the shortest amount of time because they take care of their business. They get off the field on third down. They don't make stupid mistakes or give up big plays. When it's third down, they get you to fourth down and cause you to punt the ball away and then hand it off to their offense, which just likes to run the clock and put together some uh, offense ball control. Now, Mo Ibrahim's not there this year. They're going to have to rely on a myriad of running backs. Uh, Western Michigan transfer Sean Taylor will get a lot of the work. In fact, Lindenberg talked about that because he gets to see all the running backs in person up close, being a linebacker in practice. He says they got a good bunch of guys that are going to try and fill the shoes of Ibrahim at the running back spot. So, And then P.J. Fleck talked about the camaraderie of this football team, and he said he loves it. The new guys and the old guys, they're mixing well. They're hanging out. you got to ask them to leave. They just hang around the facility all the time. They do stuff together. And then I, I had to smile. I thought it was funny. He talked about, and, and we talked about this as well on our Minnesota preview podcast that we did earlier this summer. 
a lot of people have their schedule ranked as the second toughest schedule in America in college football. And, but that's not how Pete, you know, how PJ is. He's always positive and upbeat and outgoing. He doesn't call it the second hardest schedule in the country or feel sorry for himself. He calls it the second most opportunistic schedule in the country. You gotta love that. You absolutely gotta love that. In other big 10 news, um, this is starting to happen now. Northwestern went through its, its hazing scandal and you wondered if some players were just going to put their hands in the air and say, I've had enough. I'm out of here. Going to transfer out. Well, Northwestern safety, Nigel Glover is transferring out and guess what? He's going to Ohio state. Did you know he's the 10th addition to Ohio state this year? And, um, now, they've also had 13 players leave in the past year. You know, at Ohio State, there's so much talent. If you get too far on the depth chart, you're really good. You go somewhere else to play. It's the way it is. It's, it's um, high profile. It works both ways. Look, Justin Fields transferred in and did great. Joe Burrow saw too many quarterbacks ahead of him and transferred out and went to LSU and did great. It just happens at a school like Ohio State. But again, uh, 10 players in 13 out by comparison just for fun michigan added nine transfers this past year after only signing three from the portal the previous year so they're getting into it more two-time defending champion georgia they added four transfers this year you know they had none the year before none they were so loaded they didn't have to other teams like Indiana, they're trying to revamp their entire team. They got, they've got 26 kids coming into the transfer portal. 26. And that doesn't even include new incoming freshmen. A completely new team in Bloomington. So there are different ways to look at it. The other news, Michael Mack II. He's a four-year corner at Air Force, and he's transferring to Wisconsin to play for Luke Fickle. Would you believe if you don't follow Air Force football, would you believe that they went 10 and three the last two years? Air Force football, a military school, has won 20 games in the last two seasons. And Michael Mack was a starter there. Good player. So he's coming to Wisconsin. They should be excited about that. Now, he did enter the transfer portal right after it closed. He's going to have to seek a waiver from the NCAA to see if he can play this year. He might not be able to. And if so, he'll have to redshirt. And this is also on the same weekend that they got news that three-star defensive back Remington Moss committed last week. So shoring up the defense there for Luke Fickle and Wisconsin in our uh, Big Ten news update. I do want to take this time to thank you guys for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. And you every day as our next show, we'll have all the latest from training camps uh, around. I think we're going to pop in on the Nebraska training camp for a few extra news and notes and the latest on any big 10 expansion talk that comes up. It's the talk of the town. Plus be on the lookout for our lockdown, big 10 round table. I'm going to host it here with lockdown, big 10, and we're going to have all of our lockdown schools uh, host together all on screen. It's going to be fun. We're going to, uh, that's going to be coming up. I want you to keep an eye out for that. And I'll tweet it out when it's coming out and all that, but uh, we're going to take care of it this week. In the meantime, I'm going to uh, be sure to ask you all to subscribe if you haven't already. If you didn't hear, over the weekend, we pushed over 2,000. We started with just over 1,000 when I took over the channel in uh, in late June. Now we're over 2,000, running strong, almost 2,200. Keep it going. Now the push to 3,000 goes on. Love you guys who subscribe. Thank you very much. I appreciate all that. So subscribe on YouTube, share, follow, like 
locked on Big Ten, however you consume it. Uh, that'd be great if you just kind of became part of the club here. Uh, coming up, our next, our uh, weekly feature that we like to do this time of the week, Tuesday Tweets. We always have fun with that. It's coming up next here on Locked On Big Ten. Tuesday Tweets. Going to put a couple up. If you're only listening on the audio a podcast. I always put some pictures and of uh, the Twitter handles and the pictures and all that stuff that's up there. And uh, that's on YouTube for the video, but I'll, I'll describe it all in case you're listening on audio. We don't ever want to forget you guys for sure. So let's do it. We do this each and every Tuesday, Tuesday tweets, putting it up on the screen. I'm going to start it off here from one from uh, at Iowa Hawkeye football on Twitter. Just out having fun. It's actually a video. I've got the still frame of it at the beginning. It's a picture of Deontay Vines. He is a junior wide receiver for the Hawkeyes. He's actually dancing, dancing at practice, having a great time, and he should be in a good mood. This kid was the comeback player of the year last year. He missed the first six games with a preseason injury. So this time last year, he was not happy, and he fought back from injury, got back into the lineup, and he's ready to go for 2023. And again, thank you for the tweet at Hawkeye Football. Next on the big board from at Bleacher Report College Football. This is a split screen. On the top is a still shot of the Big Ten promo commercial that you've seen. If you ever watch the Big Ten Network, watching a Big Ten game. It's the one that has the overhead shot of America. It goes across America uh, from uh, the flyover country all the way to the East Coast. And as it flies over a particular Big Ten city, a few landmarks from the city pop up and the school logo pops up until they get to the East Coast. Well, underneath it is a picture of a guy with his eyes shut, just rubbing his forehead, smoking a cigarette, and the comment from at, uh, at Mop Lady, live look at uh, the guy in charge of the commercial. Yeah, he's got to keep adding schools. To this. this is a very graphically intensive commercial with a lot of Graphic arts work, and, and we keep adding schools. So now he's got to add one for USC and UCLA, and he's got to add one for Oregon and add one for Washington. It never ends. It never ends. I thought that was funny. It's a great commercial or a promo. If you, uh, I'm sure most of you know what I'm talking about if you've watched it. All right, here is one from at Sparty World, and it is a four-box picture of four Big Ten teams playing in the snow. There's one Michigan State. There's one Michigan Wisconsin and Penn State all playing in blizzard-like conditions. And the quote is, the thought of USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington all regularly playing in November blizzards is beyond hilarious. Yeah, it is. That is going to be a tough thing. Now, here's the deal. We frequently don't get a lot of blizzard games in the Big Ten because the season, the regular season's over by November. And then you get in the, the postseason in December, and that's in a dome. Typically, the heavy snowfalls don't happen in the Midwest until much later. But it, they look, they do happen. I'm not a Mr. Know-it-all. It does happen. I get it. And the, here's four pictures of when it did happen. But I don't think it's going to happen a lot. You know, if USC gets more than two snow games in two years, I'd, I'd be surprised. But nevertheless, when it does happen, it will be fun. It's a great tweet. Thank you, at Sparty World. Awesome. Here is an overhead shot from at Ohio State football. It is a beautiful overhead drone shot of the Horseshoe Stadium there. Um, empty, all painted up, ready to go. And it says only a few more Saturdays. 
we fill that thing up and play some football. It's a good looking shot though. And then finally, I have one from at Barstool MSU from Michigan State. And this is Nathan, a picture of Nathan Carter in practice gear at Michigan State making a cut. Every muscle in his leg is bulging out. And he says, have fun trying to tackle this at Big Ten. You are absolutely right. But anyway, those are fun. Glad to uh, put those up there on the big board. And that is it for our Tuesday tweets. Hope you enjoy that. And again, thank you all for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day. Every dares, our next show. We appreciate you, every dares. Our next show will have uh, the latest from Big Ten camps, including a look at Matt Rule's first camp and how it's going at Nebraska and more Big Ten expansion talk should it come up. And be on the lookout for our Lockdown Big Ten Roundtable podcast with other Lockdown podcasters coming up soon. In the meantime, uh, hit me up at Twitter at Talk Big Ten. And also comments here on YouTube. I was going through those today, like a hundred of them. Okay, just cranking through them and trying to answer as many as I can. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now and on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every single day. Now I want you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. By the way, I was a guest on that yesterday. Look for that. It's still up. Uh, It's for the latest on everything going on in sports. In the meantime, have yourself a great day. Thank you for checking us out, and we'll talk to you next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.